Stupid Hearts Club is yours to enjoy for free wherever you get your podcasts. But if you've fallen deeply in love with the show, or me, even though that's a bit weird because we've never met, then you might want to consider supporting the show via patreon.com forward slash stupid hearts club for about five or a month you can indulge in your sick little fantasy that i am your very own little audio husband friend without ever having to deal with the fact that in real life i leave socks and half drunk glasses of water everywhere either way i'm very happy you're here so please enjoy the show to Stupid Hearts Club. Well, it's Miles Chapman again! No! Do us a kindness. Do us a kindness, sir. Penny for a patron. Do us a kindness. My dear children, I fully intend to do you a kindness. Today is October the 1st, the day where all our collective assholes start twitching from the increase in our energy bills. I, for one, have bolted all my windows closed and glued my mattress back together and glued it to the, the windows to keep out the cold. Not really, but, you know, we're in uncharted territory here, aren't we? It's been a, a perfect storm of slightly worrying, let's pretend it's not World War Three. slightly terrifying economic collapse, slightly terrifying uh, energy bill shit, all, all linked together, all a lot of fun. So, I've been thinking about something for a while, I'm going to say it out loud, sort of properly now. So, I was talking to a guy who is in the early stages of having a sort of podcast production company up and running. And that's something that was interesting me before the pandemic to get into that. Before I did this, in fact. And I was talking to that guy, and that guy understands the back end, if you like, and the uh, the mechanics and the the wider scope and the potential of the podcast universe as a thing. And I love this fucking universe. Not just my show, not just you guys, not just Patreon. Although that has been a very interesting way to start. But the whole universe of podcasts, some of the, some of my favourite stuff on any level that I've taken in over the last three or four years has been in the podcast space. It's basically, for me, High-quality box sets and podcasts are one of the only bits of sort of modern culture, as well as maybe playlists and Spotify and all that kind of thing, that I actually bother to engage with regularly. And it's uh, that's one of the reasons why I ended up 
interested in doing a podcast and I'm very glad I did. Now, two things going on. One, we're all worrying about money. I can't think of the other one. (laughs) Two, I love this. I want to make more of this, but I don't see how on any level I can grow my audience because I haven't got a, really, I've not got much of a profile, if at all, really. And, but the feedback I get from you lot tells me I'm doing something right. People find it listenable. But at the same time, I'm not doing anything else that's going to pull in new people from anywhere. I think I have mentioned this before a bit, but I've been convinced by my friend who is, uh, who wants to sort of get involved and help host this podcast. That would involve removing the need for anyone to support me on Patreon. Patreon. I always get that mixed up. Maybe that's a good sign that this isn't the only space that I should be spreading my wings. So, here's the plan. Feel free to talk about it. But the plan is, is that I could even say like next month, because I think it'd be nice to, if there's anyone listening who's thinking, oh, fucking hell, like, we're all going to be skint and you're thinking of just ditching any subscriptions to anything to save money. Feels like a an appropriate time. In a way, I wish I'd have done it this month, but I haven't got my shit together. Um, maybe I'll say for the 1st of November. If, if this doesn't happen, it will happen soon after it. But I reckon there's no reason it can't happen on the 1st of November. No one will have to come to Patreon because... All the episodes are going to go up the archive of 41, 42 episodes, whatever it is by then, what would be 43 or 44. They're going to, I'm going to put them up and put them in the wild on the normal podcast platforms. And then I'm just going to like mention every episode that if you want to support me on Patreon, same tier, same deal. Um, if you want to, you can. Now, I estimate that some of you, being the legends that you are, will stay on Patreon for whatever reason. It, you know, I can't lie. It's in a, in a tricky freelance climate. It has been literally helping save my ass a few times, having that few hundred quid come in. But, you know, how can I grow it? I don't think I can. I think it will just stick or slightly shrink if I leave it as is. So if it doesn't make all of you really angry, you say, well, hang on, we've just supported this now. You're just throwing it out there. Well, I don't know. We can debate that. But I would sort of try and look at that as uh, this was just how I was encouraged to, to get started. And it's definitely been great. But hopefully you you can look at it as well you have the option and you could if you need to you could still listen and not part with a single penny so hopefully you'll see that as a as a gift rather than a a malevolent mind game trick that i've pulled um the thinking behind it is the uh geezers who have been talking to this 
talking to this, talking about this too. Wow. Broadcaster extraordinaire. Um, they reckon that with a decent-sized back catalogue of decent episodes, the podcast itself might bed in and grow and be more likely to be found by new people who then come and listen, taking the listenership up. And some of those people hearing episodes and hearing that they have the option to come to Patreon might do that. So I might be able to... It's a little bit like... So like one example podcast where I first heard of that model was uh, the Blind Boy podcast, a guy from Rubber Bandits. Um, that was months ago I heard that and my ears pricked up because he does it for free and he, he says the people who are supporting me you are all legends and that's helping me concentrate on it and uh he's been able to sort of push that to a level where he's almost made it his job now i'm not sure i can do that because a quick look at his um instagram will show you he's got a lot more followers than i'll ever have at this point but i think it's worth a dabble i think it's worth a try to see if over say six months going free with the option of Patreon grows the listenership and just generally means I've got half a chance of becoming podcast world furniture a bit more, you know. I reckon we've got some funny stuff here, you know, and the other thing that's going to happen is, God willing, I'll keep you posted on this one, I'm trying to sell the house to move to the Brighton area. Now, who knows whether that happens with what's just gone on, fucking economies collapsing. But but the thinking behind it, apart from just needing not to be somewhere so small and isolated, is that for, for connections in my industry, one of the best places in the world outside of London is Brighton. So I'm going to see if I can hang out there for a bit. And I will certainly have more options and local friends and whatever to expand our guest um, buffet. So I reckon it's a it's a it's it's a decent way of trying to get my work to to uh, pick up a bit, but also just to sort of just shake life up a bit, right? Let's see where we are in another three to six months after after that. Quite honestly, if it doesn't make any difference. If it dwindles, if we still got like, if I've got like under a hundred people or something like that listening, I could imagine it becoming a thing of, uh, I could only really keep doing it if, if it fits into my life because I'm going to have to just find out. I've got, I've, like all of us, I've just got to find a way to survive generally. At the moment, it's worth it. It's worth it and it's worth trying to grow it. But anyway, I will be honest with you as I go along about how that is going. And like I said, hopefully, taking a deep breath and trying to expand podcast as a as an interest and as a thing and as a skill will bear fruit of some sort, even if it means other podcasts and other ideas. Anyway, so I thought I'd share that with you. This might be the last time you have to pay, but you might still choose to pay. God bless you. 
do us a kindness. Do us a kindness, would you? Anyway, that's that. Right, this episode, if you thought last week was vaguely uncomfortable as I unstitched Alistair Griggs from his own spine in a spirit of fun, wait till you hear this one. I think I'm going to think of these two episodes. I know we've sort of been here before where we discussed the weird nature of the friendships. I'm starting to feel like we've sort of done it now and should just be brave and just get back to just being vile. Because in this episode, me and Miles do more or less the same thing and forensically analyse how horrible our shtick together is in a way that uh, feels sticky in some places and almost like a sort of marital therapy session. Frankly, it's funny, but it's also troubling a bit disgusting. If anyone does feel anything negative about it, you're allowed to say so. It's an interesting one, but it's funny, and I still think I've redeemed myself just about by the end of it. And the way I've done that is by editing out the worst things I said. And there's nothing Miles can do about that, unless he gets his own fucking podcast. So, sit back, curl up your toes, grip the chair with your arse, and listen to two pathetic middle-aged men taking part in a sort of awful competitive ritual of which one of them is the worst one. Absolutely dreadful. Enjoy. started an episode with Miles saying we'll have to make it a quickie. We'll have to make it a quickie because we're, we're, we're supposed to be going out, aren't we? Oh, but are we? I don't know what I am. You can do what you want. Oh, I might stay here. Not at my house. I'm at my, we're would at you my not, house. Would you not feel safe leaving me here? I wouldn't. With no, your kids and your dog? Absolutely no fucking way. <laughs> no way. What, what do you think? I wouldn't feel safe with you being a mile, within a mile of my house, to be honest. Let alone in it. Yeah. I mean, you have let me know where you live. I've been round here a couple of times, actually, haven't I? You have. But then you can find out where someone lives very easily. It's not... Um... Well, really? Yeah, of course. Well, in the old days, with a phone book, I can yeah, understand. Yeah, I'm sure you can... There's, there's the electoral register you look online, don't you? Oh, you dirty man. How do you know that? Who have you looked I'm, for? I'm guessing. I'm looking for anyone. I'm just guessing that's what you do. And it sounds like you're guessing. <laughs> doesn't it? Oh, yeah, you know how easy it is to find out where kids go to school. That's not yeah, what you I just meant. Look on, you just look on the children's register. <laughs> you just <laughs> look, look at the, the windows of the Oh, store. you know where you can find out where like rich old ladies who live on the own? You just look, look at the widow's register, didn't you? You look at the widow's register and just find out whose husband's passed away and when and why for. <laughs> oh. um, yeah, ever stalked anyone? Never. Uh, although if I was to stalk anyone, I think it would be you because I reckon you break really easily. Yeah. I reckon I, I reckon I could just follow you down two aisles of a supermarket. You'd have a breakdown. That'd be enough for you. Well, you that'd know, be the level of stalking, the li- limited level of stalking I could give you. To be fair, no one makes me as instantly full of horror and anger as you. Well, there you go. Perfect. So perfect. 
everyone who listens to this knows that I have this horrible kind of shtick with Ali Griggs yeah. where I'm mean to him. But that it's from a different place that and it's weird because he's a bit of a pervert and he likes it. Whereas I don't oh, think he, you he, do he like gets, it. He gets turned on by it. We we just bicker like a really very unhappy old couple, don't yeah. we? Like a lot. I fell out of love a long, long time ago. Oh god, it's grim. Yeah. Um, but we still have sex every Friday. We, don't still, we? <laughs> we still have Chops on a Thursday, chops salad on a, Thursday. on a Wednesday. Yeah. And it's not even like half hearted it's not a half hearted sort of quiet, suffering marital sex. It's hate fucking. It's really it gets really vinegary, doesn't it? Yeah. A lot of there's a lot of tears. Lots, there's a lot of spitting. There's a lot of, Oh god. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of um sort of little bottles of chemicals. Yeah. Isn't there? And that's yes. your name for me, isn't it? When, when when you're really going to town on me, yeah, chemicals. You, you always call me chemicals, yeah. and, and I can't say anything because you all my all your socks are in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> all my dirty socks that lead down oh. are wedged into your mouth. And what is it you say to me when you're shoving all the socks in my mouth? Uh, I normally say. I normally... What do I say to you? Well, think of something funny. That's I'm, the game, I'm, isn't you it? put me on the fucking spot now? Yeah, I thought you um, said you wanted to be funny. I did, oh, God. Okay, what do I say? One more. One, one more. more sock. <laughs> and I go, I go. you're, you're going to make it nine socks tonight. Yeah. And you, you're pleading with me to stop. Who's my little nine sock bitch? And and basically, every time every time you refuse to take another sock, mm. I um I rip another load of your herbs out of your pot and throw them. Oh, my little dead herbs. Door, your dead herbs, yeah. And if you refuse to take any more socks in my mat in your mouth, I'll just go downstairs and start smashing your cutlery up until you take another sock. How? Yeah. How do you smash cutlery? Because I've always thought cutlery is made of metal and you can't no. smash it. I just bring, bring. Do you mean crockery? I mean crockery. Yeah. You did yeah. Mean sorry. Crockery. I did mean crockery. Well, you've ruined this now. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. You can't smash cutlery. We can't use Unless any of this. You could. That's sorry. That's, well, the end that's the, sorry, that's everyone. The end of the cuts. <laughs> that was that was Miles Chapman. He's had a go. But uh. He's he said crockery, no he said cutlery. Oh, I fucked it now. I can't even bully properly. Um, yeah, we uh, vinegary sex, vinegary nasty, nasty, hateful. But it's it's the it's the good stuff. I'll give yeah. you that. Definitely. I don't look forward to it. Yeah, I dread it. But once once it gets going, and you're like you. You hate your socks, don't you? Well, I can't my, even say anything because I've so my many socks in my mouth. On, my biggest turn on is going going to get a bespoke suit made. Cost me an excess of two and a half grand. Yeah. Never worn it. Hanging up in the cupboard. You then put me in a crate. Yeah. Where you go, you systematically cut it up with a, yeah. <laughs> with a pair of scissors. Oh, well, I always me... just there's one thread, isn't there? That I've just for for a few for a few years, I just Slowly. you'd get in the, you'd get in your crate. And there was one bit of cotton, wasn't there? And you go, no, no, no. And no, I, I just no. pull the thread a little yeah. bit, wouldn't I? And then and we put it, put it that, it goes back in the cupboard. Yeah. And you say, can, can Mr. Miles cut the thread off? And I'll say, you don't touch until next Friday. <laughs> and and you've watched that thread get longer and We're longer. We're down to half an arm on one of the sleeves now. And the suit gets shorter and shorter, doesn't it? Yeah, and then you make me wear it. Yeah. Make me wear it to the shops, to do the big shop. <laughs> you have to wear it every year to our anniversary dinner, don't you? <laughs> And when we go to when we go to the Taj Mahal uh, for our curry every year, and they always I won't do the accent, but yeah. I always I always say uh, here we are again, and they always go oh 
ever shorter, always shorter, Mr. Chapman. Yeah, it's up above my knees now, the trousers. But you're not allowed to speak in there, are you? No, I'm not. I'm not no. allowed to speak. No, well, you can't speak with the mouth. Well, all the socks in my mouth, definitely not. No, but I, in, the, in the you don't wear the socks. I'm the sock. Oh, wearer. you're the sock bitch. Yeah, you just yeah. What what do you what do I wear when we go for our Indian meal once a year? You just wear you just wear. Uh, I make you a dresser. Loads and loads of used socks. <laughs> a wedding dress made out of used socks. Old white sports socks. Yeah, old old unwashed white sports socks that I find down the back, down the backs of lockers at gyms. And, and when they say when when we when we turn up and I say uh, we've got a table for two, they say what's the name? And you say uh, it should be booked under the name Lady Slazinger. Lady Slazinger, and I'm Mister Shit. <laughs> Hey, it's hey. fun. It's funny, isn't it? Right. And so, then you um, may, and then we have to go to the whole charade where you I refuse to pay at the end, so it gets really really angry. Yeah. And it gets really uncomfortable until they kick us both and out. They kick us both out. And actually, it's the it's the hottest sex of the year is behind that curry house yeah. when they've kicked us out, and it. Yeah, absolutely. And we, when the police have arrived, and we can we can see over the roof of the back of the curry house. The blue flashing lights that are out the front because they've gone in there, but we've run out the back. Yeah, and that's that. That is, I think that's the hardest orgasms that I've ever I, had. It's a strong, especially two years ago, and we realised we could actually clamber into one of the Sulo bins and really go for it amongst all yeah. the rubbish. I all mean, we use slops because because yeah. I'm getting older. I don't feel things like I used to. Usually now, when I reach a climax, it's about as loud as like say like a a cat sneezing or something like that. Yeah. But on that night, I'm I'm like it's like a sort of brontosaurus wail in it yeah. that you can hear <laughs> that you can hear it's for like, about ten miles it's like around. A train screeching down the tracks, isn't it? You can hear it echoing. <laughs> really horrible, but it's what you know, isn't it? And yeah. that's the thing with relationships is they uh, a lot of them are more complex and grim than anyone wants to admit. So it would be nice to know from the people listening, uh, from from the patrons, what what is the most horrible marital misery uh, examples or, or references you've got to other people. I don't know if we've already talked about this on mic, but you, you've got some good sort of like couples, you know, like... Yeah, so the, where where we used to live, Chris and John next door, Chris and John Just Holt. saying the names and everything, great. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm sure they can't wait to tuck into the next episode of this. All right, well, it might get big at some well, point well, and turn into an Amazon series. Um, Think on. <laughs> that's very unlikely. Uh, yeah, so Chris and John, they've been married, I think, 55 years, and I don't think they've been happy for the last 30 years. And I didn't realise that not only do they sleep in separate beds, they sleep in separate rooms of the opposite ends of the house right. and uh, he basically just sits in his lounge all day long watching television and she brings his lunch and dinner on you know those you know those uh, trolleys that go over beds like that mm. in hospitals oh, yeah, yeah. one of them she brings in one of them with a cruet set on and it's always like some sort of pie some sort of mash some sort of overcooked veg and they have that and he doesn't even speak to her and then one so they're rotating pie fillings. Rotating. Same mash, same yeah, veg. same stuff. And when he answers the phone, he'll ring up and go, oh, the phone will ring, he just picks it and goes, oh. that's his hello. He goes, oh. Oh. I said, you're right, John, it's Miles. Oh, I'm up. I'll get Chris. Never speaks to me. Yeah, get yep. Chris. I'll get Chris. He goes off and gets Chris. Got nothing for you. Absolutely. And he, uh, he, um, who, 
Right. He suffered, clearly suffered some depression, but won't. Lovely. And she said, why don't you get him some antidepressant med? He goes, I'm not any Dr. Medley in my head. I'm not interested. And one Christmas he was out there, 27th, he had the tree outside, dragging it through. And he goes, thank God that bollock's over. <laughs> Putting put it by the bins. And I said, Do you know, I said, I quite like Christmas. And she loves it. I think it's a load of shit. And just left the tree by the on the 27th. Couldn't wait to get it out. 27th. 27th, got it out thank there. Thank God else. that's over. Thank God that's over. It's not over. It's fucking <laughs> it's like, still going. there's still another sort of whatever, how many days, what like a no, but in his head, part of Christmas a week. Christmas is cancelled in his house. Thank God that's fucking over, mate. Uh, he's he's a mate. Yeah, Chris and John and uh, lovely. I can't believe you've used their names. I'm going to leave it in because it's not me that will get in trouble. I saw her struggling. I saw her a few weeks ago coming out of Sainsbury's. Struggling. So this is a funny story, story already. Yeah, struggling with a load of bags of shopping from Sainsbury's. I said, "You're all right, Chris. I'm just taking them back to the car." I said, "Do you want Anne?" Took the bags back at the car, and he was sitting in there oh. with a roll-up listening to the football <laughs> results. <laughs> oh, it's horrible! It's so awful. Right, so just because we just laughed at something quite mean there, yeah. But in comedy, not in real life, I find meanness. What you just said—that exactly what you just said—someone uh, dragging a Christmas tree out on the twenty-seventh and saying, "Well, thank God that shit's over." That makes me laugh a lot. Yeah, right? me too. Like my favourite characters actually are. You know, Come, proper curmudgeons. Curmudgeons, and yeah, uh, what other words are there for misery asses? Um, what do you call it? A misanthrope. Yeah. A misery ass. Yeah. Uh, a crank. No, yeah. is that a cranky? No, a crank's just some. A, a crank. Crank's, crank's a bit of a nutter. Is a crank is the bloke who puts those sign those notes on the bottom of his. <laughs> Oh, yeah, in, 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 in village, unnamed village yeah, near me. But that is a crank. That's a proper crank. I sent you a picture of one of them not that long ago, didn't I? What was it he'd said this time? Oh, God, I can't... I'm, uh... there's, a, there's a bloke... I, I think I've put them up before. I've, I certainly put them on Instagram at some point who writes angry, angry notes on with marker pen and then puts them on his garden gate. And when you walk past his house, you can't help but look because they get refreshed. I mean, like today, for example, it's raining, right? So I, they're not laminated or anything. <laughs> so like, what happens? The ink starts to run. Right. So yeah. exactly, right. So you think, well, the ink, that's that's a, it's a bit of a short-term plan. But I reckon he doesn't care because he'll just write it out again and put it up. Like, well, well, I love the fact that... As soon as it dries. Like, does he know, know there's an alternative way to, to get information out there, like the internet, where everyone sees it? As opposed to like three people that walk past this house every day. You're right, actually. And it's probably the same three people. He's he literally. Get any... He's using his garden gate as Facebook, isn't he? Yeah, it's not. It's missed. It's 1981, man. Oh, there he is. I've got him. Right. So he's got like angry stuff about the council sprayed on the floor in yellow paint because on the bit that's technically his property. Oh, it's too blurred. I can't see it. So he puts little signs up that he thinks are like him making a cutting remark about the system and how he's going to bring it down but he says but he uses really clumsy phraseology like you won't obtain health by refusing to cooperate with an investigation into a traffic light incident <laughs> <laughs> two are completely unconnected yeah it's a beautiful thing or or the, another one said show um show um Bedfordshire County Council respect in in dealing with them on the issue of whatever, like funding into water, and they will show you 
disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a note is written. Oh, the a- the anger coming out of that house is beautiful. But you're right, curmudgeons. I I've always derived so much pleather and uh, pleather, pleather, a pleather, a leather, mm. and ammo and sort of content for for comedy through miserable people. So. I must have told you the the uh, I, I love going around supermarkets and sort of overhearing couples arguing. Yeah. And uh, there was this couple queuing up. They must have been early seventies, I reckon. Mm. Queuing up. You know. Uh, you know. In Asda's, you get those sort of make your own pizza things. So they yeah, yeah. get the disc, and then they put <laughs> the disc. The disc, and then they put the bits on it. So do you want go disc? Go disc. So they're putting the bits on. She went. She have pizza for tea. He went. Oh, if you like. Yeah. So he's going right. I'll have ours. She said. How about how about yeah put ham on it how about mushrooms he goes don't like mushrooms and she said well what do you fucking like and stormed off <laughs> now I'd imagine that, that that had been brewing all day that argument he wound yeah. her up and he was so, I just love stuff like that beautiful but the thing about it is I love it as well and I laugh at it and I'll think oh, that's good that's a character but I also know I've got to fight very hard not to end up like that. Like, yeah. I'm not far off it. Yeah. But, I mean, when you live on your own, you can moan at the telly. I was saying before about uh, um, spending some time at my mother's. And when she's watching something that she likes, she's well happy. But when certain people come on, it's like, fucking hell, she, it comes out. Like, do you know what I mean? Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at him. Oh, people saying the poor, they're pretending. Kissed yeah. <laughs> Starmer, look at him, he can't fucking wait, can he? <laughs> look at him, he can't wait. He's glad the Queen's died. He's just trying to win that fucking election. <laughs> and then it'll be like something else is on. She'll be like, oh, look, it's, that's nice. It's that man that I like. And it, I laugh and think, I'll oh, make a note of that, that's funny. But then I realise that when I'm at home, of course, we've all got our own versions of things. Just yeah. Think, on your, when you're on your jack, like it could be, for me, adverts are the one. As soon as an advert comes on, mm. the TV show on, and then it goes to the adverts, and then the noise changes a bit, and it's just sort of slightly annoying. The adverts wound me up. I've shut Mute. Shut yeah. up. I just got shut I've up. Shut, I've, I've, I've put, I mute adverts because I can't bear fucking listen to them. I right, can't well, bear yeah, being spoken to. But also, you if can't bear comes being up, spoken to. Buy an advert telling me I should buy their fucking product. But the, right. the one that winds me up is when the, the banks' ones really wind me up. And same with that. Amazon had one recently saying they're pushing about their green credential. I think, you don't give a fuck. All you care about is the billions you make each year. You're doing the green stuff because it makes you look better. You couldn't give a fuck about the environment. And it's when banks go, you know, we care. Because we care about the planet. You don't give a shit. You don't give a shit. Because our CEOs have got secret nuclear bunkers on a private island. Yeah, they don't give a shit. Adverts are pretty tough. There's a there's a particularly annoying one. I don't have normal telly on that much just because, because of that. Like, I'm literally just avoid the bastard. Um, there's, have you seen the advert for... Excuse me. Oh, dear. Hello. <laughs> well, I, I do apologise for that outburst from Miles. Um, there's an advert that is about... I can't remember what, if it's a washing powder, but what it's supposed to be is someone's put a bed in the middle of like a garden or the street or whatever, and there's different people who are in it smelling the sheets going, Oh, have you seen it? Mm, yeah. Oh, are you joking? Is this really... Just that, what is it? What's that? What do you fucking think it is? Yeah, it's just a duvet that's been washed. And there's a girl that sniffs it, 
and really looks like she's just I'm been not, not she just lie. won the lottery or something. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Like, this is really good. Like, oh my god. Uh, oh my god, what's that smell? Are you kidding? Like what is that? Is this like bowl three or something? <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. Uh, this is really, really smelled like lavender. <laughs> Fucking what? What are you doing? Like fresh meadows. Uh, the, the um Yeah. Also, I can't stand, you know, those fake, well, I presume they're fake, Vox Pop adverts. Yeah, yeah. Where they sort of ask the public, well, mm, that's really, oh, no. Yeah. No, it can't, oh, that's really nice. No, no one can they... do, no one can act pretend Vox Pop, can they? No, no, no. It can't be done. Just do real ones. Yeah. They're cheaper. Yeah. You'll get gold, like they used to on that, That's Life. Yeah, where they someone get, just like, say to fuck off or someone something. Someone with no teeth, sort of, <laughs> having a little dance. <laughs> And then everyone would go, oh, did you see her on That's Life? Yeah. Barrymore made a show, a career out of that, didn't he? Just going around hanging out with normal people. And yeah. then, like, they would they would display their sort of weird need for attention or mental illness. Yeah. And then he would stand next to them a bit too close going, what's she like? Yeah. What's she You're like? Right, what are you doing there? What's she like? <laughs> yeah. He was the best at that, though. I he know, was great. I know I, honestly, he, I... He was I think in his heyday the king think, of light entertainment he was he was like um, what was it called Strike It Lucky and, it very um, funny very funny good There's, be people fucking brilliant my kind of people my kind of people da 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 takes the world go round da, is it da, 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 is that how it went every kind of people da, 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 was that, that it yeah because he yeah, always yeah, used to do a number as well he'd do a really Really, sort of cheesy. Yeah, and I remember what he cover version. Yeah, and then they did the the. the uh, I remember the contestants had to sing a song, didn't they? And they got knocked out. Yeah. And I remember one bloke coming. His name was Dan. Dan, what are you going to do? I'm going to do my favourite song. Growing up, little white ball. Very well, da 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 A little white ball, little white ball. And I remember thinking, why the fuck is this on? What? But his job was, even though he was very good at it. When you look at it now. He was basically take the spotlight off them. And yeah, yeah. Like it looks when you look at it from that point of view. Yeah, it's like is is a harmless normal person, and and it's like we're playing along, and they'd laugh, so it sort of you get away with it. But when you look at it, it was take the attention away from the other person. Yeah, of course. And it we was, lapped it, was, it up. It was the him show, wasn't it? The, the audience would do one of you know they do those laughs where the mics can't take it. Yeah, and they sort of clip out. Yeah, and it's like ah. <laughs> Red like line, yeah. The sound of entering hell. <laughs> you know, like, or like drowning and your ears popping. Yeah, that, you put your head under a bath. That sort of, yeah. I talk about this to Sean Reynard, who's a very funny man. He's, um, I love Sean. Uh, we're always finding old Sean. bits of like old comedy where there was a studio audience for a, for a 1980s or 1970s audience sort of shrill shriek laugh. Yeah. But, there's the sort of audibly there's two or maybe three what sound like dinner ladies who've yeah. got an extra sort of scream, screech on the a top screech on laugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, Charlie. Uh, just point out, we've got Charlie in the room. The Charlie the dog. dog. Yeah. I, I wanted to get rid of him because he was chewing a pretend hamburger. Miles got very, very upset about the idea of needing... Quite nice. to... We can't have him in well, here. We can't. can't have... it was, he's making a, an audibly annoying noise. Oh, and he rotten to you, Charles. Well, just for the sake of winding you up, 
I've made friends with Charlie, but I've got to admit it's taken so long to make friends with him. That I think bit... it takes a long time to make friends with you. I think that's the problem. <laughs> it takes a long... I mean, how long have yeah. I known you? Four years, and it's only just about now that I feel... That you've, like, relaxed. You're, you're, you're just... Yeah, you're, you're becoming an acquaintance, almost. This is the first time I've been with you and you've taken your coat off. <laughs> Uh, it's always made me in a my bit own nervous. Home. Or both of us have had our in coats. In my own on. home. I did actually read this. Uh, I very rarely... Uh, what I do love is... I love his top tips. But I remember reading this thing. It, it genuinely... For, for an old old curmudgeon like me, a genuinely fucking brilliant tip. And that was... When the front door goes, put your coat and shoes on. If you open the door and it's something you do want to come and go, God, you've just caught me. I've just got in. Ah. If you don't want person, you just say, oh, I've backed up. I'm just heading out. That's a fucking brilliant idea. That is genius. It's a genuinely good idea. On that subject, I think this is part of getting older as well. I mean, in the old days, like, because all we had was a landline. Yeah. Right? If you were at home, unless someone wrote you a letter... The only mode of communication was a la- was the landline ringing. That's right. And so you were sort of expecting on an average day that the phone would ring at some point because people yeah. need stuff. But now we don't have that because we just we think we control it all with emails mm. and whatever. So I don't know about you, but like even with phone calls and I do this to you, but I do it to other people. If I if I've not said are you there shall we chat or whatever, if my phone just rings, it's it's like I'm offended. It's like what the fuck? What the fuck's that? Why do you ring me? Just text me, you don't. Yeah, no. it's almost like we've, we've. Yeah, you're right. It's kind of we've we've gone into this sort of quiet way of communicating where if someone sees it as an affront, maybe mm. or a break of the their sort of privacy, if you're ringing them rather than say, "Can't we just do this under the radar?" Yeah, what are you text doing? Each other? What are you why doing? Do I, why do you want to but, use up my air? But like your doorbell. Yeah, yeah. If someone comes to to your house, yeah. it's like, what's wrong with me? I'm got the fucking internet. Do you, whenever someone rings the doorbell now, my my default reaction is who the fuck's that yeah who the every f- single oh, time who the hell is that but like yeah. the assumption is that whoever it is shouldn't have done this they shouldn't be doing this <laughs> this shouldn't be happening anymore and yeah I do actually believe it was better when it was landline and doorbells oh so love bloody I, 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 there's, a, there's a lot I, uh, I I've come to the last time actually I, I used a landline here I don't since we've been here we haven't had one We've got a landline number which is for the internet, but we just don't use it. We've got no phone at all in here, apart. There's just no point. Do you remember knowing people's landlines? Yeah, off by heart. You don't know anyone's number now. No need, because it's all programmed in. I can still remember most of my friends' landline numbers. Because I used um, to ring them so often. <laughs> they're like bra- they're sort of blazoned into my head. Yeah, clearly this isn't a, a, a game we should play, but it would be quite funny to say them out loud and then get people to ring them. And see to if see still if they still exist. work, yeah. But but I don't think that's smart because the only one I can remember is my mate Phil's mum in Chalton, who's like my mate. I used to ring to go and hang out. Yeah, still there, like you said, fucking clear as day in my head. No no other phone number other than mine, not one. And my mate Simon, who used to live in Welling, I used to ring him. So he hadn't lived in Welling when I used to live since about 1988 but I used to ring his number so often and then he was staying with his mum and dad about two years ago and I couldn't get on his mobile so I rang their landline and I remembered it off by heart and it was the right number I couldn't believe it and they picked it up I thought Christ I haven't used that number for about 30 years and I can still remember it what about um, national insurance Not you don't have to say it out loud but do you know it 
I don't actually. I don't know what my national. I don't know job. why, but I know mine. I I'm always know. really. I have all a... I remember it begins with N. All I remember is NP seven one. That's the only bit I can remember. The rest of it, I've got no idea. That's the code for like the dregs of society. Isn't oh, it? is Where, it? Yeah, the really low down ones. Naught person. Is your because I've got a colour um, national insurance card. Have you got a black and white one? <laughs> <laughs> got a paper one. Um, <laughs> it's not even proper plastic. No, I. Um, yeah, I, I, I always remember, and I all I remember every single registration number of all the cars I've had over the years. Oh, that's a bit weird. And my mum and dad's. Really? You remember them all, yeah. Now the dog's making noises, so it's turned out to be true, isn't it? That Oh, it's, I'm sure the listeners here are really, really, it's ruining their... Yeah, it's like a fucking shit Um Yeah, I can remember all of them. Uh, certain things I can remember off my heart and I don't know why I think there's no risk in this one so I'd like you to I would like to test you go on what what, what was your first car my, my first book I bought myself or inherited I don't give a shit okay, the first, first car one. inherited was my mum's it was a dreadful car it was uh, it was an Austin uh, Maestro, uh, Austin Maestro beautiful awful car and Reg. it was one uh, A272 SUR <laughs> he's not even joking no then I got a then I got an X white XR two. It's the first one I spent my own money and paid four nine nine five for it. Down in Waters Motors in Hitchin, which is now gone. That was E eight seven PAF. Right, this is already boring. And but, then yeah. and then after that, I bought a Golf GTI black one, eight valve, four door, three door. Sorry, that was H eight two one DBH. Right, this um, is actually becoming unbearable. And then I bought uh, an an Nreg uh, A six Avant, and that Not was N seven six two WJB. Stop! You can please don't. Please don't. But we can all tell, can't we, from listening to you say what cars you've had, yeah. just by putting in words like valve. Yeah. That I'm into. That I'm you, my you're cars. into your cars, right? They were all they were all cherry picked. I didn't say I'll get that because that will do. All the cars I've bought over the years I've bought because I really wanted them. Yeah. So you, you've I actually wanted. got an opinion on how it's put together, what the engine is, um, what the type of car I want to drive. Yeah, exactly that. Oh God. Where so does that going, start? That'll do. Well, it will do, wouldn't it? Yeah, but no, I've never been like that. You know, it's like, you can go into, you know, there's... I'm not just going to Asda. I'm going to Asda slightly quickly. <laughs> but no, I've, I've always been into my cars. I've always had a Porsche. Did you not years. grow out of toy cars? No, not really. Not really. Uh, but yeah. But I, you like going fast, don't you? I love Not going to fast. stitch you up as a... No, 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 I love it. Which actually, which bring, I tell you what, this is a this can this could be a really nice neat segue. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I like going fast, and that's the reason I love roller coasters. In fact, we're going to go back on the. I apologise now for not being on the double uh, pod, pod the other yeah, week yeah. with, with Griggs himself, and we were going to spend Griggs, a lot of it Griggs. talking about Griggs is the oasis. Griggs, did I say Griggs? Didn't you I? said Griggs, didn't you? I didn't say Griggsy. Or unless you're now you've de- developed. Uh, a way of saying Frank Moore. Frank Moore. Right. Um, yeah, you let us all down badly. Now, Your idea. The word, oh, let's do a double the bubble. Word pottle. Pottle comes from. So I. Um, yeah. So we were going to talk about roller coasters. We both have a love of them. But to the point where we know the manufacturers when they were built, um, the nuts and bolts, all the sort of tech stuff behind it. We're going to talk about that. I'll stop that you because you're not making any sense. I am making a lot of just, sense. Just In wait. Your head. Just no. wait. Wait. Don't stay. talk to me. Come like out, that. dog. Don't, Come out. Don't talk to me like that. Come out, Dead dog. <laughs> Griggs and Miles both like um, roller coasters, and they know that I won't be able to 
stomach it when they talk about or it. Or join in because you've got no knowledge of it. So that's why we were going to... That was your original idea for doing a double bubble episode yeah. and everyone was looking forward to it. And then with about an hour to go, you were like, something's come up, I can't do it. And I had to talk to Griggs again. So we, we slammed you. I had you. to talk to... How insulting! I know. I had, to, I had to talk to him again. <laughs> without you. Like, and he'd done the week before, so it makes me look cheap. But... But... <laughs> I buttered him up. See, it's my fault we had a shit time. So then, so I, I was like, right, you know, and actually, because I, I was worried that you two were going to gang up on me. We would, But because you weren't there, I used it as an opportunity to butter Griggs up and say, you know, you're the favourite because that other one's not and here. He he's that. let us down. And, and we, we went to town on you. But then the conversation got going. And by the end of it, I think I genuinely had depressed Gr- Griggs more than I ever have. Really? Because, and, and I was, I was I obviously listened, doing I, it to I, effect because that's what we do. It's, it, yeah, it's, it's all right. Um, you know, because it's just us dicking around on the podcast. But because he did all them man in the box videos and I think you've got to strike when the iron's hot with social media and with a little ripple of interest. And he sort of half did that, but then half didn't. And we talked about it, then he didn't do it. And I was... Sort of trying to help him, but was also sort of teasing him about how he's not he's not done what you need to do to capitalise on the momentum that he had. And uh, by a day or two after that podcast, he went all quiet. And, uh, and then I could see that he wasn't reading the message that I'd sent him because he reads them all and replies yeah. straight away. You know when someone's just got one tick and it just sits yeah. there? Because he'd obviously gone, no, fuck that, mute. And I think he muted me. And then after, later that day, he sent me a message saying, I've calmed down now. <laughs> so it's not just you. You can be a bully. Um, only to idiots who deserve it. So, whoa. Yeah. That's amazing. No. Right, it's water for ducks back to me. It doesn't bother me. Well, why are you crying then? I'm not. I am crying at the moment. Why are you panicking? <laughs> That's been the thing this week, hasn't it? When Stop you, panicking. You've, you've had to send a couple of texts or messages perfectly reasonably saying, hey, everyone, I'm just getting this sorted so that we can send that thing to that person. Yeah. And I've replied... Stop panicking. Stop panicking. Stop panicking. Just to see if you go, I'm not fucking panicking because it's really fucking annoying. That, it's isn't really... It? As if... Oh, I'm sorry. I am sorry. As, you're not as laid back as me. So stop panicking. I am sorry. I'm not really a bully. It's just... Well, you do things wrong and... I've only got so much patience. Oh yeah, can I point out that you never do anything wrong? I know that must be really, really hard. No, it's fucking not, mate. I tell you. But I was right about the dog because it keeps coming back in tap dancing. It's fine. It's all good. It's not putting anyone off. And then before you said, "Oh yeah," yeah and you called something a credit roll, and it wasn't a credit roll. It was a montage, and you didn't no, like let's it. Let's not go. Why are we going down that road? Because it's funny. It's not funny. because you didn't. It's funny for you, isn't no, it? But you didn't like it that it wasn't that you weren't right. So I had to sort of look the other way and be like, yeah. all right, yeah, it's a No, and but you it wasn't like the one. fact that then then you pile on, don't you? Then you <laughs> yeah. really start adding the pressure, turn the heat up on it. So I was right. I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying you're right. Feels like I was. But yeah, I'm, no, I think we need to start having an open conversation here. The problem is you two have become my main guests and we get a lot of fun out of it. But unfortunately, you're the only two people in the world where my comedy shtick is me being... The, the grump and uh, being mean mean and there's two of you <laughs> like literally everyone else 
basically it's I'm usually self-deprecating. But when, but when you're on with Matt Morgan, it's it's basically the shoes are on the feet. Yeah, it's absolutely he's, the he's, other he's way just around. Hideous to you? Do you reckon? Yeah, he's quite he's quite spiteful, and I, I don't know if <laughs> I don't know if that's. I mean, it, it, is it for effect? Is he like that? Okay, is he like that to you well, outside of the podcast when you meet up with him? Probably a little bit, okay. but but like it wouldn't matter. I think because it's his show, right? And because I get carried away. Actually, all three of us have got something in common, which is, although I I'm undiagnosed, and you are. I think ADHD yeah. is fucking like in the house somewhere. Oh, I'm hundred percent. So you yeah. can't help butting in, and you get excited or too loud or whatever. I do the same on his, because it's on when I'm on his thing. It's his show. So if I if he's got something and my brain tells me this will be funny and then I start saying it and he's not finished, he finds that really frustrating and he fucking jumps on me. But now because we, that happened a, a few times early on, we both know that happens now and it doesn't kick off as much. But it is funny because it's still there. But in that moment, he thinks he's right to shut me up. But in my opinion, so like I was having the same conversation with Jason. It's like Jason, like a sort of kindly zoologist, will know how oh, here he goes and he'll just. Let me have my little outburst, and he'll wait, and then he'll and it'll it'll sing song quite naturally. Mm. But with two people who are impulsive, you've got a nightmare on your hands. And then yeah, the the uh, the balance of power is different in every in every friendship, isn't it? Is that what you call our relationship, a friendship? No, I meant him. Oh, oh Christ for that. So what? Say so like when you were working with Mark, what? Where's the trousers there? Is that you? I I, I wouldn't. Have, not really, no. I think it's fairly equal. Where, where, what, what relationship have you got the most trousers on? Uh, I don't, I don't ever see a relationship like that. Well, you mean is that how you see a relationship? Who wears a trousers in it? No, I mean it just it just happens to be that usually it falls on one side. If there's between any two people, someone will hold the map and yeah. say, "No, tell you what, we'll go here." Obviously, like ideally, it is like egalitarian enough. Do you know, do you know you... what? I actually, it depends who I'm with. Some people have different relationships with than others. That's what I'm asking you. So, yeah. on, can you think of any dynamic you have where you have to be the one that leads because that other person's bumbling about and you're like, yeah, "Come a on!" Couple. I don't want to name them, but yeah, it's a couple. Like well, that, you yeah. name John and bloody what's it? Yeah, but, they're, yeah, but they're not going <laughs> to listen to this. But they might. Why do you keep making out that there's? That they're not going to listen to this could end up massive. It's not going to end up massive, mate. You're listen, this yourself. is this this could be end, end up being like Saturday night. Even telly. the most the successful podcasts don't make hardly any money. So it's this just, is what who's the bully now? This is sinister. It's not sinister at it's all. It's horrible. I'm, I'm just spending the fact. I'm just I'm being a realist here, mate. I'm just bringing you back down the ground. That'll be the day you being a realist. Really? Yeah. No. Well, really, there you go. Even just that. <laughs> That's the so, most realist thing also, you can the, say. This, the, the, this argument we're having just it makes no sense. You're, you're just you're just throwing words at me, trying to make an argument out of nothing. That is, if I'm honest, that is what makes me giggle the most with you. Is it's basically cantankerous. It's been difficult with absolutely no justification. Absolutely, no, nothing to back it up. But no. that is my revenge for when you are you're quite scatty and if you can be quite bulldozy. So I have to have some technique to keep you back a bit. So it's a bit like confusing a dog to stop it attacking you. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, but I will admit that I'm dreadful. Absolutely dreadful to you. But when I'm on my own, the thing is I'm so lonely and miserable and my life is so shit and so much worse than yours 
with your lovely house and all your rooms and your well, cars. That, make, that makes me happy. The and fact, and all your like, nice the furniture and your wife, me, you go wife dog, children, lovely little trinkets everywhere. French. A second home in Sheringham. Oh, absolutely. All that fast on. cars that you can uh, name the registration plates. And I'm in my little hovel. And all I've got is giggling to myself to send you a text making out that I'm in a mood about something and you don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> and then you get back going, what are you on about? It's fucking ridiculous. And then I just laugh. And it's just like, thank you. Thank you for letting me have this. I tell you, I tell you, what, it, I tell you what it's always been with you. I tell you what it's always been. Oh, I'll tell you what it is, what it really, really is. I tell you what it has been. And I've, 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 realized, I've, come, I've come to a realisation a while ago where I am. I hope you're all enjoying the people walking around loudly yeah, upstairs, upstairs, by the way. In my house. I hope you enjoy my other members of my family walking around their own house. Sorry. Yeah. Um, is oh, I never know whether you mean it or not. And it gets to the point where, is he is he crying wolf or does he mean this? Because, so, well, no, so for example, sometimes you'll say something mm. and it'll be a little bit cutting. Yeah, and I realise you real. actually mean it. No. Go on, give us an example. But you don't. Give us an example. Uh, ages, do you remember a while ago I, fa- I said I'll speak to you at so and so and I rung you up and you had the ump me that I'd rung you. <laughs> do you remember? Oh no, that was real. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, because you were bombarding me. Well, at the, I'm bombarding that point. you. I was just. Um, but when you, you say what you're saying, that's funny. But it's only a matter of days since you sent me. I hate you. I will drown you on your arrival. Okay, well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do here. I hate you so much. Look, I just said, ring you in five, stop panicking. Oh, hang on. Oh, uh, hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're curating this. You <laughs> yeah. are curating this. You're taking all your nonsense out. Right, I'll tell you, I'm going to enjoy this now. So, <laughs> listeners, let's go through... Talking some, too loud. Let's go... See, you're getting that in. Let's get through the timeline of sex we send to each other. Right. The, oh, my phone's... I've switched my phone, but here we go. All oh, right, you're going to put your phone on now. Should we all just wait? Well, I didn't have it on because I didn't think if it rung, it might be irritating. I, I was being mindful there. Go on, I'll just. We can all just listen to your house then. You're right, Alice. Yeah. You want to go now? Yeah, she's ready for a boss. Oh yeah, uh, it might be another, about ten minutes past that. Is that all right? Yeah. Right. Do you, want to, do you want to be on a podcast, Alice? Uh, no. Oh, please be on the podcast, Alice. Please. Go on. Well, we can make it about how annoying your dad is if you want. You into it? Yeah, fine. Yeah, fine. All right. Right, before before Alice, my uh, my youngest daughter, joins us. Hello, Alice. Move your legs up. Uh, Hi, Alice. So we're just going to go... We're just going to quickly go through Mm. some of the... uh, And obviously some of the... Do you know what? I'm going to do the right thing here, Miles. And I'm going to confess. I'm going to apologise to your family... Yeah. For my behaviour, because Alan and I, how long I've known you, about two years, yeah. three years, yeah. a bit more. No, more than that, around four years. It feels, yeah. feels like about 28 years, yeah. right? I, I give him grief all the time. Is that okay or not? Yeah. <laughs> Why is it okay? Yes. Well, it depends. On what? Because you can be a bit irritating sometimes. In what, how can I be irritating? Like when you're singing about Charlie in the car. Oh, what? You know what? What does he? What does he sing? I sing all sorts of things. Batshit. Why are you Barry? Come on in. Bugger off. Go no, on. No, 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 no. Let the lady speak. It's important that we hear young voices. 
Um, no, I am. I I do go for him, but the reason I go for him is because you know, like it can be a bit bulldozy, and just like it, it'll come at me. So I think the way I have to cope with it is by pulling the rug on him as much as possible, so that he's already on the back foot, and then he comes at me in a different way, and then he thinks I can't be doing with that, and he leaves me alone because he thinks I'm not playing with that. So I basically behave like a wasp. Yeah. But the reason I do it is because if I don't, you will bombard me. And then I have to tell you off for real. Right, so, and then you do your... So salt. I'll give you an example, right? So uh, he said, said, Sean video. So this is one of Sean Raynard's brilliant videos. And I said, yeah. his stuff is always glorious. Straight away, he came back with unlined pigs, vile, <laughs> rotten fruit bucket. So that's me. And I, and I said, yeah, next one. Your name for today is Mr. Shit. <laughs> and I replied, then you shall be Lady Piss. And you just went, Fine. Like, um, like, so I was in a mood with you, like, yeah, you yeah, could... yeah, is it? Yeah, and then you put it back on me. And here we go. I despise you. See you in four <laughs> seconds. <laughs> Zoom link not working. Your fault. And it's things like this. Um, <laughs> I will just shit talk you to death. Uh, slightly happy today knowing you are dying inside. Well, you sent me one the other day that says, I hate you so much, and I just said, Feel bad and die. <laughs> So it isn't healthy, is it? It's not healthy. So I'm going to ask you, do you now feel like, who's this twat having a go at my dad? Or do you wish you could do that? I do do that. <laughs> <laughs> we get on so all... I'm basically behaving like a teenager. How old are you? 15. Right. Are you like that with you? So when you're out with your mates, do you do you take the piss out and rip the shit out yeah. of each other all the time? You constant sarcasm mode, yeah. constant... Yeah, I mean, it's very immature what we get up yeah, to. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Terrible, dreadful. I do feel bad about it. Yeah. But, like I said, I'm very lonely and my life's yeah. pretty rubbish. So. Yeah. And the only, because the only person that bothers with me and that comes to see me is you. But if I leave you to it, you'd be there all the time like Charlie with his with his little ball. And I have to, I have to be like, no, no. So like, you're sort yeah. of the only person I can be that horrible with. Yeah. But that's because or everything that we joke about, even if we're not having a go at each other, let's face it. We can't say 90% of what we say to each other. No, I've, I've basically, I edited very strongly because there's some stuff on there that's so bad. I, I've got no problem with this, but your sense of humour is right in the gutter. Yeah. And we it? really, and it always So from been. the off, it was like, it's almost like, hey, all right, how you doing? Have a bit of a laugh. You're, you'll drop a reference in straight away. And I'll be like, whoa, we, but we're down there. So in a way, I think <laughs> I've got to compete with that. Yeah. And my way of doing it is shit talking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because otherwise, I'll get sucked into the vortex. Where are you going? Thanks for your you time. Finished. Alice, have you got... High okay, five. Out of your I mates, feel a lot better now. Thanks. Thank you. Out of your mates, have you got some that have got really dark sense of humour? Yeah. And others that have got, like, really, like, middle-of-the-road sense. You don't get things. And some people are super dark. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There you go. It's Vindication. Always, it's always been the same, though, isn't it? There's some people that just don't get those layers underneath the sort of permafrost. But when you think about it, because I do want to understand, why why has that ended up being our shtick? Because with with me and Griggs, the genesis of it is he once told me something that disgusted me so much that I started... started, No. I started... (laughs) Will you tell me when this is happening? (laughs) I can't wait. No, I won't. Um, That's a shame. He told me something that I just went... wish I didn't know that and I was like how could you and then from that moment on the you joke the joke a... became no but it was like it was a joke the joke became 
for an evening, it was me just shaking my head. <laughs> I can't believe it. And then, so the next time I saw him, it's like I opened my door and he was stood there and I just shut my head. And it was like, sit there, I can't look at you. And so the, the joke of sort yeah. of like mean one and sort of underling was yeah, born. Yeah. And you just fall into a shtick. Oh, totally different jokes with every different mate. Yeah, yeah. You know? Like absolutely for no reason, but you just, you sort of get onto a frequency. Do you, and also, do you find that whoever you're hanging out with, you you sort of, you change your sort of, your humour slightly, yeah, or the yeah. way you are? Or you, no, you, 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 you find you, there's a Venn diagram. And yeah, yeah. You said some pretty full-on sick things quite quickly, and I would have gone, I get that, and would have done it back. So then we go, that's what we're doing. Yeah. And it's like you decided, I approve of that bit of you, or you approve of that bit of me, and then you basically whip it up. It's like you're whipping cream. Yeah. But it's it's really ridiculous because it's like one tiny bit yeah. of what your friendship could be, and you make it into like 90% of what, what that... What, what everything is. I think yeah, boys yeah. are more like that than oh, girls. Oh, 100%. You've only... I'll tell you what, I've said this to you before. If, if you want to sum up the difference between the way girls are with each other and the way boys are. You've only got to look at hen and stag do's. That sums it up. Hen yeah. do's are where the girls go away, the hen is looked after. Mm. They make they give her a pamper session. They do dress up, look get a bit silly. With their, yeah, and they get drunk. Blokes, yeah. basically, presents. they just... Presents. Blokes just yeah. get pissed on and tied to a lamppost <laughs> and spat on. It's like, just horrible. Yeah, it is who, horrible. It's like, who, well, let's make him as miserable as possible for our own... For our own um, for our own humour, do you know what I mean? For our own satisfaction. Yeah, and to be uh, fair, I hate that element of, like, in that environment, especially a bunch of people. Um, I've not enjoyed, I've never enjoyed that, even when everyone was doing it and we were young and like... Yeah, it's always you know, made me feel a bit uncomfortable, just sort of humiliating someone. But uh, but for, for a, a, a sort of extended period of time, like an entire weekend in Mallorca, making someone's life miserable, and then pretending... That they're enjoying it because actually to get the amp would be really sort of out of order and sort of uh, yeah you've got to be seen to be, you'd be ruining yeah. it if yeah, you complain you'd be ruining but no, weekend. every like, every group of blokes can tell you that it's it's something that goes massively out of control I just want you to know that it's safe to tell me if you think it's out of control really I won't be interested no but I'll, it's I'll safe. totally ignore it it'll, it'll be we safe have like a safe word yeah all right yeah well, that's a good idea should we get them to vote on it. Yeah. Okay. What should what should pig's safe word be? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oink would be good, wouldn't it? Oink, because no, but then you'll just think I'm calling you pig, right? We're going to wrap this up. We need to yeah. move because we're going to the pub. We'll continue the discussion. We will get everyone to jump in and tell me whether I need to change my attitude, even though we've now had the backing of Miles's daughter to carry on. <laughs> But the worst thing that you do, and this is this will be where I've went, I've got a, I need to keep you down, you need to be slapped. Okay. It's because I once went on a terrible date with a girl. Yeah. I, I drove miles. I'll tell the story properly after the, after, like on my own after yeah, this. Yeah. I went on a date where I, I went a very long way to meet someone who was then really late and it sort of just didn't click and whatever. And now I was like miles away, like in Wales in Wales to meet a girl and I kind of had to sort of wangle my way out of there being any expectations about where the evening went which meant the girl then had to go all right so I'm going home then I was like well yeah I mean like and she got pretty angry that that it wasn't that wasn't wasn't gonna you know we weren't gonna get stuck into each other right so 
she left a load of very abusive voice notes on my phone. And I was genuinely the worst thing that's ever happened to me like on in the dating world. It was proper horrible. And I sent them to Miles the next day. And he... He typed it all out. I tried... <laughs> he typed it all out and then and then recorded himself reading it all out back, like acting it out in different voices and sent it to me. And I was genuinely traumatised. And from that moment on... Well, I on... apologise for that. No, you, you don't have to apologise because I just decided, no, I'm going to destroy you over and over again, like infinitely. <laughs> but it made me laugh as well. Yeah. But, but that's why that's where the horror I think started to get out of control. Yeah, but not using it as an excuse. But it is your fault. Yeah, but what? But in my no nope, stopping. Recording no, I was going to say now. the back of the picture. I was going to say yeah. if was, <laughs> yeah. So when things get really out of control, and I feel like okay, right, I, I don't, I can't think of anything nasty to say to Nico, and he's just said to me, I just have the picture of her in my. You do. You and just, I just just send it. He just sends me the picture and says goodbye. <laughs> And that is goodbye. Goodbye. Say goodbye. Goodbye. Remember, if you love the show in a deep and probably unhealthy way, you can help support it on an ongoing and stalky basis on patreon.com forward slash stupid hearts club. Uh, your choice. See you soon, you internet weirdos. I'm, I'm one. <laughs>